That SPD officer was rushing to an overdose call in the South Lake Union area when he uh, hit and killed a college student on the crosswalk. So Fox 13's Jennifer Dowling has more on this troubling audio. Jennifer. Initially, uh, he said she was in a crosswalk. That's the police union president and vice president speaking to. Oh, I'm shocked that they're so callous in their indifference towards human life that one of their own has taken. I'm so shocked. Is it fair that I want outrage for this? I heard the cop hasn't been punished. So I showed you uh, cops doing their jobs correctly, and now I will show you what they actually do regularly. Remember, these are the people that are tasked with protecting and serving the public. As they already described, in Seattle, uh, a dude was hitting 78 miles, according to this chatter, in a 25-mile zone, no lights on, uh, at a red light at an intersection, and, and hit and killed a pedestrian. That part of the story is fucked up, but it's a very common aspect of policing. Vehicular manslaughter is the bread and butter of the police force. The victim was a 26-year-old graduate student. The people that you're hearing in this uh in this, in this conversation is Daniel Otterer, who is the vice president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild, the police union, who responded to the January 23rd crash scene where another officer, Kevin Dave, struck and killed Janavi Kandula, who was 23 years old. She's not 26. She was 23 years old. I apologize for saying 26 earlier. Janavi was walking uh, through a crosswalk. Dave was driving at 74 miles an hour, not 78. I was wrong on that, too. On the way to an overdose call, an orderer, a drug recognition expert, was assigned to evaluate whether Dave was impaired. Afterward, orderer left his body camera on as he called Guild President Mike Solon to report what had happened. In a recording released by the police department Monday, orderer had this to say. So this is the VP of the Guild, the police union, talking to the P, the president of the police union. Uh, he said she was in a crosswalk. Uh, there's a witness that says, no, she wasn't. But that witness could be different because I don't think she was thrown 40 feet either. But she is dead. <laughs> no, it's a regular person. Yeah, just write a check. <laughs> $11,000. She was 26 anyway. She had limited value. I live in Seattle. These two dudes are bastards. Guy on the camera has cost Seattle $2 million for 18 misconduct violations. They literally don't fucking care. Yeah, dude, they're above the law. How many times do we have to say, how the fuck can he say regular person like he's some higher being? I think on the other side, we don't know what they were saying, but they were probably asking, like, does she have a, a criminal record or something? And I think he meant, like, she's a civilian. But the last part, the last part is she had limited value. She was 26, is like she's a woman. And her and like she has a shelf life. That's what this fucking piglet is saying about a 23 year old graduate student that they fucking murdered. Let's take a look at the full clip. Jesus fucking Christ. For some goddamn reason, this news uh, article is not showing it. Let's take a look. Went up on the hood, hit the windshield. Then when he hit the brakes, flew off the car. But she is dead. <laughs> no, it's a regular person. Understand the the callous indifference that they have to human lives that they are tasked with protecting. That kind of attitude is born and bred. That kind of attitude is also an expectation from the police, from those who actually control the levers of power in society. They are supposed to be these merciless pig dogs who fucking routinely cull the masses. 
They're supposed to be devoid of empathy. They are the violent, jackbooted thugs of the state, which has a monopoly on violence. I have had so many moments like this one and in my 10 years of covering police brutality that that is the reason why I'm not saying ban-worthy things right now. I've, I've already said everything and more. Those of you who are wondering why I'm not like fucking uh, talking about or saying things that would get me immediately banned off this platform. Most mask off shit I've ever seen from a cop, to be honest. Well, it's because this is uh, supposed to be a private moment where a vice president of a police union is talking to a president of a police union. Now, if the head of the snake is this fucking rotten, why do you expect the rest to not be? These are the people that are tasked with protecting, supposedly protecting, and serving the population. This is why we say there are no such thing as good cops, okay? This is why we say all cops are bad, because the institution is designed in a way to do this, to have this kind of uh, uh, criminal negligence, to have this kind of disdain for human life. And if you are a good cop, because you were originally duped by Hollywood into thinking that your job is to protect and serve the interests of the citizens... And if you actually follow through on, on doing good things in a system that is designed for you to do bad things, you will inevitably be pushed out of the service or even maybe in certain instances killed. Be fired, you'll be bullied out, or you'll be killed. Because you might be a good person when you're not wearing the badge, but when you're wearing the badge, you are expected to do bad things. That is your job. So how what you're saying, nowhere in the law are they protected to serve, or are they supposed to protect and serve the civilians? Only scum, rich degenerates. Yeah. The job attracts power-hungry, sadistic sociopaths. Couple that and lack of oversight and accountability, that is bad. No, it's not that the job attracts power-hungry, sadistic sociopaths. The job also turns you into a power-hungry, sadistic sociopath. Because the job demands you be a power-hungry, sadistic sociopath. That's it. That's the problem. From the start... Your, the expectation is that you behave that way. The most significant part of policing, other than fucking paperwork, taking any criminal justice class, you, uh, you know this already, is exercising authority. That's your job. Your job is to exercise authority in every situation. Exert authority. That's an that's a awesome power that demands awesome responsibility. It's, it's always going to yield these kinds of results. In a society that is designed around a capitalist organization of the economy. It's weird that you, no gun, no power civilian, can sa can't say what you want and do, can't say what you want to do to that degenerate scumbag cop without being punished, but cop leader, gun and powder, can say, uh, gun and power, can say and do far worse, literally kill and nothing will happen. We simply imply violence and the hammer comes down. Yes. I legitimately don't understand ACAP truly. Why is it not as bigoted as saying that all of one race of people is bad? Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think all slave catchers are bad? Let's use a, a job from a different time and place. It's a job. Or do you think that there were some good slave catchers out there? It was illegal to free a slave. It was illegal to be a slave out in the open and, and uh, try to free yourself. So technically, slave catchers were doing the bidding of the state. Were there good slave catchers that were operating with the full allowance of the law? Or do you understand that all slave catchers were doing an incredibly cruel and inhumane thing? Being a cop is a choice. Being a race is not. Finish the argument. Is upholding the law bad? I agree with you, but I'm confused. Upholding the law is bad if the laws are bad. 
in a situation where the law demands that black people be enslaved and you are the guy who is exercising full authority and the monopoly of violence that you hold upon certain members of society, then you are doing something that is bad. Yes, legality is not morality. Does that help you understand this? Now, the situation that I'm showing you, right? The situation that I'm showing you, this this conversation and uh, the the prior instance of a vehicular manslaughter in the hands of the SPD is not even in the books as legally permissible. The reason why I'm talking about this specifically is because in this otherwise legally impermissible circumstance, you are, you are still show, seeing cops who think that they're having a private correspondence with one another, cops in incredibly high positions of power. These aren't just regular cops. It's the vice president and the president of the police union, guys that are tasked with protecting bad cops. They are the worst of the bad cops. They're showing their personal disdain for the citizens that they are supposed to protect and serve. They're talking about a human being whose life was cut short at the age of 23 by a cop who didn't have his fucking lights or sirens on, going 74 miles an hour on a 25-mile zone. A cop that killed someone. Dave was one of the six officers dispatched this bullshit call that was objectively not an emergency. A panic attack doesn't require six cops. It certainly doesn't require them to drive at ridiculously unsafe speeds to get there, especially with their lights off, too, and no sirens. Kevin Dave was one of the six officers dispatched to an overdose call that SFD had well in hand. San Francisco, I mean, no, San Francisco, sorry. Uh, the, the, the Seattle Fire Department was there on scene. He was three minutes from his destination when he hit Janavi. He could have driven the speed limit and reached where he was going at half of SPD's priority one response target, which is six minutes. The call that he went to 78 miles per hour for, uh, for a response call was someone on coke having a panic attack. It doesn't even end there. I'm going to show you some way worse shit that the media is not talking about so far on this issue for the record. But let's watch the full video so you guys get a better understanding, once again, of how fucking cruel and demon-like these guys are and how it's so routine for them. He's going 50. That's not out of control. That's not reckless for a train driver. Yeah, lights and sirens. It wasn't 50, and as far as I understand, lights and sirens weren't on. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I thought the lights and sirens were off. He was going 74 miles an hour in a 25-mile... Oh, he means over... He was over 50. It was over 50. Okay. He had lights on, but no sirens. Initially, he said she was in a crosswalk. Uh, there's a witness that says, no, she wasn't. But that witness could be different because I don't think she was thrown 40 feet either. He, he's saying that the, uh, the, the witness's testimony might not be credible... Because the witness also said she was thrown 40 uh, feet. Uh, I think she went up on the hood, hit the windshield. Then when he hit the brakes, flew off the car. But she is dead. <laughs> I watched the footage. He was flicking the lights on periodically while flying through the area at 75 miles per hour. This is criminal. No, it's a regular person. Says, no, it's a regular person. Yeah. <laughs> $11,000. She was 26 anyway. She had limited value. That's the video. The cop's defense of this is saying he's making fun of the lawyers. That's how lawyers speak about the situation. Uh, his take is that he was just like simply making fun of the lawyers. It doesn't matter. The lawyers are representing the fucking police union, dipshit. Like he's talking about the payouts that they have to make 
to people that they kill in an unjustifiable situation. And yes, he was on the phone with the Seattle Fraternal Order of the Police President. Yes, he's the vice president on uh, the phone, on the other side of the phone, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure you can FOIA, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is the, is the uh, president of the union, the police union. So we talked about how Kevin Dave was one of the six officers dispatched to the overdose call. Orderer, ultimately, the guy who you heard who had this disdain, the vice president of the fucking uh, union, the police union, was investigated by the OPA twice for punching women, one of whom was handcuffed. He was never fired, not even disciplined for it. The vice president of the police union. His predecessor, Michael Renner, was sued twice for beating people with flashlights. Brutality must be a prerequisite for the uh, Seattle Police uh, Fraternal Order of Police VP slot. How is he still employed? He's a cop. He doesn't have to do anything. He can get away with any kind of fucking cruelty. You are, like, this kind of inhumane behavior doesn't happen overnight. It's it's born, it's bred, it's, it's developed. It's also expected. I saw this as well. Not sure if this is real or not, but the SPD, the SPD cop who laughed and joked about the young girl who was killed has been the subject of 18 OPA investigations since 2014, costing the city over $2 million in lawsuits. Daniel Arter has been the subject of 18 OPA investigations. In 2010, Arter and several other officers illegally stopped, harassed, and roughly arrested two Mexican immigrants. Arter and a dozen other officers beat a mentally ill man to the point of permanent brain damage. In 2014, an arrestee accused Otterer of sexually harassing her in a holding cell. In 2016, Otterer was the subject of two separate OPA investigations for using force on women. One while she was handcuffed, Otterer was suspended for four days after conducting an illegal off-duty arrest. And in 2017, Otterer punched and choked a homeless man inside, a, inside the ER at Harborview Hospital. This man is not just like a regular old cop either. He is literally, literally fucking uh, uh, the vice president of the union. It was 18 in 2020 when he made a uh, baseball card about him, when we made a baseball card about him, from which the text of this thread is copy-pasted verbatim. He's had at least one more since then. He went on a rant about Antifa in the narrative of an unrelated police report. 18 by 2020. He noted that he spent the first half of his shift managing the weekly DSA, Antifa, and various other groups that the city has allowed to grow and flourish by not using the authority of government to keep order and marginalize political violence. In his OPA interview, Otterer, conceded that the civilian's DUI arrest was unrelated to the political encounter. Still, he argued that it was justified because defense attorneys often ask him about his day leading up to an arrest during the probable cause hearings. He also claimed that his supervisor told him to include details about the city's prior failings. The supervisor denied this and claimed he only instructed his subordinates to include relevant and significant information necessary to support criminal charges and aid their recollection in preparation for court. For the record, the she was 26 little value, the guy who said that and the police department who, uh, you know, promoted this guy, that very same police department also in the past week, uh, we found out that, or not in the past week, in July, uh, DeVest SPD uh, found out that cops were paid like CEOs and are slow rolling priority one calls. SPOG members are staging sick outs, the blue flu. SPD drug tested Janavi Kandula, but not the cop who ran her over, as in, after she was executed in a uh, situation where there was vehicular manslaughter, where a cop was going 74 miles in a 25-mile zone to go to a possible overdose call that turned out to be just someone on cocaine who was having a panic attack where the Seattle Fire Department was already on site, they immediately tried to cover their asses by drug testing this person so that they could have claimed, potentially, that she was under the influence of drugs and deserved it. 
Okay, they drug tested her after murdering her. No drug test took place for the murderer. City Auditor David Jones has released a report outlining several ways Seattle and its regional partners can work together to disrupt organized retail crime to read the full report. This is the report that they posted. They drug tested a friend of mine's sister after she was shot and killed by the LAPD while she was working at Trader Joe's. That's SOP right there. That is a standard uh, operational procedure right there is drug testing your victims. 100%. I mean, it's not technically in the books, but they do it because they want an out. They want a justification. They they always do post hoc rationalizations. This is something that they've been able to get away with for many, many years. The media used to let them get away with it and participate in the narrative. They are a little bit better, at least the media is now, a little bit better in the last 10 years that I've been covering police brutality diligently. The media has certainly changed their attitude local news on the other hand still absolutely does this um they tried it with george floyd still it didn't fucking work out except the hogs still believe it if you remember this was a disgusting situation where botham jean in dallas was murdered in his own apartment by an off-duty cop who thought that he was in her apartment they they literally uh uh released a search warrant showing marijuana found in his apartment Dallas police officer Amber Geiger uh, executed multiple search warrants after uh, after uh, uh, Dallas police officer Amber Geiger in plain clothes, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, after work, walked into Botham John's apartment. Botham John was uh, her neighbor, downstairs neighbor, and he killed him or she killed him. Sorry. And then in an effort to stop uh, in an effort to like, uh, I guess, do the classic thing that they were so used to doing. And by the way, this wasn't in 2018. I think this was before uh, 2018. This is just this came out in 2018. She went into his apartment and fucking killed him. And then they executed a search warrant to see if he had uh, and and found marijuana in the apartment. They wanted to use that as a justification. How fucking nuts! The search warrant executed in John's apartment at the South Side Flats specifically sought fired cartridge casings, fire projectiles. Firearms, ballistic vests, keys, evidence of blood, video surveillance systems, and contraband such as narcotics and other used items in criminal offenses. The document does not say where any of the items were located in the apartment or who the items belong to. Danny Wesney, cops are operating like protection racket and displaying naked contempt for human life. We desperately need more of them so they can retrieve my lawyer friend's laptop in a timely fashion. Seattle desperately need more, needs more cops, but it's police's own union that has emerged as big as... <laughs> political impediment bigger than the dysfunctional city council writes columnist danny westneat this is some really galaxy brained danny westneat shit trying to distinguish between the police union bad and the police good who do you think elected those guys in the video you and everyone else is mad about i love neoliberals being like we should abolish the unions because i hate unions because they protect bad cops but i still want cops to be bad make no mistake neoliberalism will never come to the police okay let's be real they want to make sure that these guys are, are are getting their compensation and their benefits. They want to make sure that they can keep being brutal. That is the name of the game. That is their output. That is what they're supposed to be doing, which is why it is one of the strongest unions in the country, even though it's not a real union. For the record, in many big cities, from Seattle to San Francisco to, I would even say, Los Angeles, police have been doing a blue flu. A blue flu, for the record, for those of you who don't know, is when cops decide to not officially but uh, illegally because the cops are not allowed to obviously uh, have work stoppages they refuse to work now of course this does not mean that you don't get fucking tickets or the other revenue generation uh, uh, opportunities or this doesn't mean that they're not going to harass you it just simply means that the parts of their job that they are already very fucking bad at 
they're even worse at now. Like when someone within uh, eyesight of a police officer is like breaking and entering into a home or breaking into cars and stealing shit from cars. There are numerous videos in San Francisco where this happens all the time. This blows the minds of these supposedly libertarian tech bros who cannot comprehend that like cops are deliberately not doing their job even though they are overpaid and never punished and they lose their fucking minds and their solution is to suck and fuck the cops harder and their solution is to like yell indiscriminately at, I don't know, some made-up DA problem. Like, they have communist DAs or some shit. Cops have rarely ever worked. They've rarely ever done a good job. The expectation is they're supposed to be bad in general. They're supposed to be violent. And in instances where they are supposed to apprehend someone doing a fucking crime, they don't even do it anymore. They barely did it before, and now they don't even do it. And when you ask them what the fuck is going on, they say, well, you defunded me. When you show them that that's not the case and their funds are bigger uh, than before, then they say, well, it's because you hurt my feelings by saying I'm not doing a good job or I'm being racist and violent. Biggest babies on the fucking planet, dude. I hate it so much. Is this why the NYPD is only paying attention to people skipping the subway fare and ignoring people committing violent crimes on the subway? Yes. Well, also two different reasons for that. It's also because it's scary. People doing violent crimes are way scarier than a fucking teenager skipping the fare. You can immediately brutalize a teenager skipping the fare, but if someone is, like, doing a violent crime on a, on a subway car, well, then you have to actually, like, you know, get physical with a person who could fight back, potentially, and that's scary. Seriously, everyone who goes but uh, wouldn't know cops be dangerous fails to consider what actually happens when you call them, i.e. very little. People always say, but wouldn't know cops be dangerous as a counter to police abolitionists, which I am not one, as you guys know. I do believe that we need to dramatically restructure policing maybe uh destroy it and then rebuild it as its uh, sole purpose so that it accomplishes the task that it's supposed to but having said that we already pretty much live in a police free area if you live in one of these cities where they're doing a blue flu the only time that they actually end up doing the fucking job that they're supposed to be doing is like i said revenue collection and regular harassment they don't do their job when they're supposed to be the cops which is Stopping crimes that are happening in front of them. I don't know, retrieving stolen assets like a vehicle. These are literally the reasons why they are supposed to exist. There's two major reasons why cops exist, okay? Policing as an institution is something that I believe is a necessity in theory. Three reasons, not two. Three reasons why cops are supposed to exist or some institution like the police is supposed to exist. One, detective work solving crimes that didn't happen in front of them. Two, stopping crimes that are happening in front of them. Stopping crimes when they are occurring. And three, and this is one that people get uh, frustrated with me on, but I do believe that this is an uh, important purpose, maintaining the presence of law and order. Except they don't do any of these three things. Their clearance rates are fucking awful. That's number one. They are now not even stopping any kind of fucking crime from happening, and then they blame, they shit the blame over to, like, Soros-back DAs or whatever the fuck. They're like, oh, why would we do anything? They're gonna get, they're gonna get released immediately. And their presence does not fucking instill the, uh, you know, their presence is not creating the idea that there's law and order. Quite the opposite. It's lawlessness and disorder. So what the fuck are you doing? Why am I getting ass-fucked by taxes if all of those fucking taxes are going directly into your pockets 
so that you get premium health insurance, premium benefits, premium compensation to not do anything. I don't give a fuck. I don't think you should have the best cruiser and in a uh, suited up and booted up with a fucking Kevlar vest and an AR-15 and numerous other things. And then the one time where you're supposed to stop someone, okay, when they're doing a fucking crime, you're supposed to stop them. You don't even do it. Fix the fucking potholes. Give more money to the fucking schools. Give more money to social services so that you actually can do something about the the never-ending, uh, ever-growing homeless population. But we don't do that. We don't spend any of the money on housing initiatives. We don't spend any money on ho- uh, housing-first policies. We don't spend any money on like the actual people that we could be training in the right way to, to solve some of the uh, issues that, that we face. And we just give it to these guys who fucking sit around with a thumb in their ass playing Pokemon Go. What the fuck? It's so fucking annoying to me. It blows my mind. $8 million a day is the operational budget of the Los Angeles Police Department. It's fucking nuts. They don't do shit. They don't do shit. They got the coolest gear and they don't even use it. When they do use it, they kill UPS drivers being held captive by car thieves. Yeah, that too. Sometimes they make TikToks and play basketball. Yeah, they do a little bit of community outreach. How do you feel about departments that claim to be underfunded like in Flint, Michigan? It it is nutty. Everywhere in the United States of America, the only public institution that is funded, that has like dollar bills fucking flying out of their pockets in a comical capacity, that they're basically running around like fat cats with a top hat and a monocle, okay? That's the only fucking institution, the public institution that is like funded way above what is a necessity. That's the police. Fucking ridiculous, dude. Seattle cops are hilarious, dude. There was literally a bullet in my house from a drive-by and the cop yelled at me to not touch the bullet. Like, please, dude, I just lived through a shooting. Please don't yell at me. Like, one month after this girl was murdered, SPD took 40 minutes to respond to an active shooting in a music venue because they were fucking around doing blue flu shit. They drove there at 75 miles per hour after fucking around for 35 minutes. Shooter got away. No joke. I had a friend who works with the LAPD. One day I voiced my opinions uh, to him about how I think LAPD is not doing their job. And instead of having a conversation with me, he didn't text me back and block me on all social media law. We still have some mutual friends. And I told my friends I want to make up, but he hasn't reached out. Fuck him. Fuck that piece of shit. You don't have to make... Dude, whatever. It's it's for the better that you're not friends with some fucking cop. I promise. And you're saying he's in a gang now, but that's not even the case. Criminal elements, gangs specifically, are born out of necessity. They're born out of necessity, and they have to exist within that community. They're community members that exist within a community. Obviously, there's a lot of fucked up shit that they do in gangs, but ultimately... There's another side to that. Police, on the other hand, have gangs within uh, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, gangs in the way that you understand it, and they're not from the community, and they don't have to do anything nice for the community either. They just take the tax dollars from people in that community, and they use, in many instances, those same fucking tax dollars to pay out people's families that they end up murdering unjustifiably. What do you mean gangs and the police? Google LASD gangs. Google Los Angeles Sheriff's Department gangs. The Los Angeles Sheriff's Department has actual gangs inside of its, uh, like, inside of its regular uh, operations. You don't get beaten in, but you, like, have to get a confirmed kill. They have identifiable markers. Investigations have been conducted with, of course, zero fucking recourse. Cavemen, banditos, executioners, just to name a few of these, your local LASD officer, and they will immediately get shifty. Body cams are the best thing they have as the cops. I mean, yeah, but they still fucking shut it off regularly. It's it's uh, incredibly fucked up. Anyway, um, just another day, 
another instance of uh, incredible police brutality in the United States of America. You already know it, you know? Real piece of shit, this guy. Real nice of him to just uh, just continue operating. Certainly, this says nothing about uh, policing as an institution, though. You know what I mean? Certainly.